0: Before we get onto this week's episode, I just very quickly wanted to remind you that the next round of group coaching with me is open and we'll start together on the 19th of January. I would love you to join us. If you want to have the most powerful start to your year, then please do think about joining us. It is such an incredible way to connect with other like-minded mothers in the Motherkind community and together, I take you through a four-week coaching process, which is the absolute best coaching tools that I've ever discovered to help you feel more empowered, calmer, more energized, and to help you feel really excited about your life and the year ahead and the possibilities for 2022 so please do think about joining us all the information is on the website motherkind.co and there are tons of testimonials on there as well from mothers in our community who've gone through the process and some of them have even called it life-changing which was incredible to hear so please do have a think about joining us i would love to work with you Hi everyone and welcome to this week's moment, your place for calm connection and maybe even a shift in perspective before the crazy week ahead. It is Christmas this week. I know it's deeply cliche and boring, but I can't believe it. (laughs) It's gone so quickly this month. This is the last of my Christmas episodes If you're a regular listener, you will know for the last three Mondays, I have been sharing my top tips and ideas for how to make this the best Christmas ever, despite all the craziness that is going on right now here in the UK. This is the last of my Christmas episodes. This week, I want to help you find your joy at Christmas. And I want us to discuss Why we don't always enjoy what we've created for others. And I guess a real theme running through all the Christmas content, all the words that I've been sharing with you about Christmas, is that we deserve to enjoy the magic that we are so busy creating for everyone else in our lives. So why don't we always enjoy what we've created for Christmas? Well, I think there's three main reasons that I see, and you will have your own, of course. I think the first one is expectations and perfectionism. So many mothers that I speak to almost daily tell me that they feel at the mercy of their own high standards. I spoke to one mum on Instagram a couple of days ago who said that she was freaking out because the the napkins for Christmas Day didn't match. (laughs) And I think much as that seems like a small example, that is the sort of thing that we can get ourselves swept up in around Christmas, these really, really high expectations and forgetting about what really matters so I'm going to encourage you to think about what could you let go of where could you lower your expectations where could you release the shackle of that perfectionism and perfectionism in my definition is all about overcaring about what other people think of you so where could you let that go a little bit because too high expectations and perfectionism blocks joy so perfectionism blocks joy The second thing that I see is stress and busyness. And, you know, I need to really watch this for myself. Both my girls have a birthday in December, one on the 2nd, one on the 14th, and then straight into Christmas. And we're hosting for 13 this year. So it's really easy for me, and I'm guessing for you, to step into that narrative of just stress and overwhelm and busyness and rushing around That's why I did a whole episode, if you haven't listened to it, about how to do less, how to slow down, how to delegate, how to let go of certain things, because I think stress blocks joy. When we're stressed and overwhelmed and rushing and busy, and of course it links to the expectation, the perfectionisms, but when we're stuck there, it's really hard, isn't it, to experience joy because we're always rushing on to the next moment. Joy and happiness actually comes from being really present. And when we're on that hamster wheel of do, 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 go, 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 it's almost like we're just ticking off the things. There isn't any joy to be found there. So stress blocks joy. The third thing that I really see stopping us enjoying the magic that we're creating for everyone else is being burnt out. Now, let's not forget, my friends, that we started this year homeschooling on a day's notice. Do you remember back in January, the kids went back, some actually went back for a day, and then the government shut the schools. This year has been exhausting and challenging, and here we are at the marathon, which is December And I'm speaking to so many in our community who are feeling totally burnt out. And I think by the time we get to Christmas Day or even, you know, the days before it, the days after it, we can just feel so exhausted that we don't get to enjoy it. So being burnt out, feeling frazzled blocks joy because joy requires us to be present. It requires us to have some energy, not to be feeling totally depleted also I think when we get to that depleted exhausted place that's sort of best friends with resentment isn't it whether we're feeling resentful of ourselves having done too much having planned too much perhaps or resentful of others for not helping us enough or even resentful of our kids for not enjoying all the craziness that we might have planned in for December the multiple Santa visits (laughs) and all that sort of thing So being burnt out blocks joy. Those are the three things. And Of course, there will be ones that resonate more with you, ones that resonate less, and you'll have your own things that's blocking your joy and your happiness and allowing all of that good in. But for me, I think those top three are perfectionism, being busy, stressed, and being burnt out. I know this sounds like an obvious question, but why is it so important that we enjoy ourselves the magic that we're so busy creating for everyone else? Well, it feels good, doesn't it, to allow ourselves to take a moment, multiple moments throughout the day, to feel joyful and happy and to lean into that. I'm going to talk to you about how to do that shortly. We deserve it. And for many of us, if we're coming from a place of low worth, where we are getting our worth from how much we're giving to others, that might feel a challenging idea. But trust me, borrow my esteem on this one. You deserve to feel joy. You deserve to enjoy it just as much as all the other people that you're creating the magic for. Now, something which isn't talked about enough, I don't think, is that for many of us, you know, and I personally really relate to this, the stress and the busyness and the giving and the doing and the resentment and the burnout, those feel to my nervous system more comfortable to some extent than the ease and the joy and the relaxing. And this comes from really old programming because I think many of us when we were growing up, you know, we were taught to do a lot. We were taught to give a lot. We were taught that our worth comes from doing. So if you do start to slow down, if you do start to become intentional about noticing the moments of joy, you might hear literally from your critic, inner critic that is, lots of old programming coming up. Who are you to rest? Who are you to stop? Who are you to think that you deserve to take this moment for joy for yourself, whatever that might look like? So the way to override that is firstly self-compassion. Just recognise that that's just really old programming being shown to you. It's brilliant that it's being shown to you because you can see how it's stopping you from feeling how you want to feel. And take really small actions to override that. Tiny actions. It might be not a three-hour afternoon in bed, which might feel too much. You might just lie there thinking about all the things that you wish you were doing, for example, It might be a five minute sit down on the sofa with a cuppa and then building up from there. So tiny actions. It's super easy, isn't it, to say we have to feel more joyful. We have to step into that rest and that peace and that feeling good. But for a lot of us, that can feel really uncomfortable because we're just not used to it we're used to a very different way of being. The other reason why I think it's so important that we try to do this and challenge ourselves to do this is modeling. You know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, I talk about this all the time. I want my girls, and I'm sure you want your children to look up and see someone who is enjoying life, who is enjoying this Christmas time, who is enjoying what they've been busy creating for everyone else. Because our actions and our messages and the words that we use and the things that our children see us do get passed down. This is just how it is. We probably got this behaviour from our own parents, from our own caregivers, as well as societal messages. So it's super important to ask that question of yourself. You know, what do you want to be modelling? And that can be such a powerful gateway to start to think about changing some of this experience for yourself. So three ways that I think you can experience more joy. And the first one sounds obvious, but it's actually hard to do, is to look for it. Okay, so I want to run a tiny little experiment with you if you're up for it. If you're in the car, you probably won't be able to do this, but if you're listening at home, hopefully you'll be able to. I want you to just take a minute and look around the room that you're in, and I want you to look for everything that is blue look around. I'm doing it now as I'm recording this in my office. Look around and look for everything that is blue and note it. Just look again, keep looking, look for things that you might've missed. What can you see that is blue? Okay. Now tell me, what did you see that was red? You should have seen nothing because you told your brain to look for blue, right? This is a super important and powerful, very simple point that I want to make is that we have something in our brain called the reticular activating system. It's like a filter and it only sees what you tell it is important to see. That's why if you go and test drive a new model of car and you might have never seen that car out on the road before, you'll see it all the time because suddenly you've told your brain that that car and that model of car is important to you. It's also sadly the same when you're trying to get pregnant, for example, and suddenly everyone that you see out and about is pregnant. Well, those people were always there walking around. It's that you've told your brain that that's really important to you. So now it's noticing them everywhere. So how does this link to joy? We need to tell our brains that joy is important to us. If we don't look for it, we won't see it. It will become the red that we don't notice. Now, if you look around the room that you're in again and look for things that are red, unsurprisingly, you will see that there is probably lots of red in the room as well. It's just that you didn't notice it before because you weren't looking for it. So this is super simple. It's also life-changing, really is. When we choose to make joy and happiness and moments of connection important to us, we will see them everywhere. If we don't, if we tell our brain that's not important to us, we just won't see them. They are always there. I promise you, however hard things are for you right now or whatever is going on for you, I promise you there are always moments of joy and connection and peace and love and happiness. It's just that perhaps you're not noticing them. And the second point is linked to this, but it's slightly different. So this is about negativity bias. Negativity bias is the way that our brains were wired to focus on what is wrong. Unfortunately, our beautiful human brains are not built for happiness and joy. They are built for one thing, Safety makes sense, right? Because we had to survive as a species. So therefore, our brain overly focuses on what is wrong and disregards what's going right. Just disregards it because there's no fear there. There's no threat. It's going right. It's all good. Our brains essentially filter that out. Again, it's really important to focus on what is going right. This is why gratitude lists, you know, as sort of LA-ish and eye-rolly, perhaps they've become because they're so popularized now, but for good reason. Because until we get intentional about focusing on what is going right, we will not notice it. It's no fault of ours. It's just the way that our brains are designed. So when we choose to focus on what is good and right, it's unbelievable how much more of that. A, you'll start to notice and you'll realise it was always there. My third way that you can experience more joy is be intentional. We have to create it. So if you know that something brings you joy, make sure you plan it in. Maybe it's a run on Christmas morning and you know that getting up early and just getting out there, probably the streets will be quiet. That's going to bring you loads of joy. Plan for it. Speak to whoever's in the home with you. Get some childcare for five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you need, if possible, and make it happen. No one else is going to get you out the door apart from yourself. So we have to be intentional about what is going to bring us joy and make it happen for ourselves. It's really important to take responsibility for our own experience. No one else is going to do that for us. Also, the power of setting intentions, it's like a target for what we want to happen. So intention is different than a goal. An intention is, I want to feel joy today. And if you keep coming back to that, it's links to that first point that I was talking about. It tells your brain that that's important to you and you're far more likely to achieve it. Well, this was meant to be a 10-minute episode, and I'm already at 15 minutes, so I'm sorry about that, but I feel super passionate about this, and there are just so many simple things that we can be doing to feel utterly different this Christmas, so I wanted to share them all with you. Two more things before we finish. The first one is, is that so often people can think, and I used to think this, that something has to happen outside of me in order for me to feel that joy and that peace that we have to be doing something exciting or big or planned. And I've come to see that the opposite is actually true. The most joyful, peaceful, wonderful moments for me are found when we're doing nothing special. Often it's when we're just present. The other day I was washing up and I looked out my window And there was a beautiful beam of sunlight and the way that it was hitting the autumnal leaves, I just chose in that moment to lean into the joy of it. Nothing special was happening. You know, there weren't fireworks. (laughs) It was just a tiny moment. And there are millions of moments like that throughout our whole day if we choose to notice them. So my invitation to you this week, Christmas week, is can you allow yourself to feel the joy? Can you do some of those simple mindset shifts to allow yourself to feel happier, calmer, more joyful than ever before at Christmas? It's now 16 minutes, so I definitely have to wrap up. (laughs) But if you've enjoyed this, I did do a full hour-long workshop on it. The link is on my Instagram and my website. And I am wishing you a very, very, very happy Christmas. I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you for being in the community. And I will speak to you in the new year.